welcome everyone live from CRC St. Albans in Melbourne, Australia. You're listening to CRC Live on Brimbank Live. My name is Andy and this is our co-host Sammy, Kaylin, and Hong Kwan. Our special guest today with us is Dale Marshall, the Wellbeing for Learning Leader. Hi Dale, welcome to the show. Thanks guys. Look, thanks for having me. I'm looking forward to it and really excited to see um, what kind of questions you have for me and hopefully I can pass on some wisdom as well. Hmm. So describe your work here at CRC St. Albans. All right, so look, my work um, prior to this year has been a lot around health and PE and working with, I guess, um, staff and students in developing the, the health and wellbeing program within our school, and specifically in the curriculum kind of context of things and, and some interventions and programs. This year, I've my role has changed. It's as, as you've kind of alluded to there, it's I'm the wellbeing for learning leader. And what that means is I work with partial care teachers, the partial care program that we have at our school to making sure that we are um, developing our, our students' um, personal social learning skills, but also making sure that their well-being is looked after. So a lot of the time, you've probably heard me when we've had, before exams, um, I normally run workshops around not just about how to prepare for exams, but also how to look after yourself as well. So that hopefully that gives you somewhat of an idea. Um, but yeah, there's a bit more in that, but I think that's it in a nutshell. Hmm. Um, you mentioned before you're very into um, physical education and health. What got you into that or um, what um, started to get you into like teaching that aspect? Yeah, look, good question. And I, we talk about values and belief systems that come in place. I can remember back being, you know, so I'm, I've, I've got a, I've, I come from a family of five boys. Okay, so five boys and we've raised very close in, in age group together. And what happens it was, you know, we didn't have access to things that you guys had, might have today, such as, you know, gaming and all that kind of stuff that's online mm -hmm. and platforms. So for us, we had to keep ourselves kind of um, occupied. So what would happen in that situation was we'd go out, we'd have a backyard, we'd be playing cricket, football, soccer, we'd be running a mark wherever we could. So it gave us quite physical. And what happened was um, my father at the time, Sir Richard, so he knew that he had five boys and he had to kind of um, – I guess, give us something to do, make sure we're looking after ourselves and keep us preoccupied. And we ended up going down to the local park and which was Kings Park in St. Albans. And we saw some people running and we thought, we like running. And we kind of got involved. So I remember being about seven when that happened. And from there, it just opened up more opportunities. So being involved with the community um, sports has been a really kind of grounding foundation for me in life. And from there, it kind of just flourished into this this passion and it's a passion I still have today. I'm still actively involved in in coaching and playing sports myself. And it was actually year nine doing a unit in, in Trinity yeah. mm. at CRC St. Albans being the next student. It was there that I got this passion to really kind of give back. And I love PE. I love the physical aspect. But more importantly, I thought I, I had a voice and something to give. So, yeah, that's where my passion started for teaching and – 19 years now and I've, I'm loving it. I That's really am time. really loving it. Yes. Yeah, it is. Unbelievable. Um, I just wanted to know, um, how did you get um, the role of the wellbeing leader? Okay, so I think it, it, so it was an interview process. So it wasn't a, a role that um, you know, our current principal, Miss Yutri, just said, no, it's, it's yours. So I had to go through a process and there was other staff that would, would have applied for the same job as well. So I, I guess – what what maybe the reason I was successful would probably come down to a lot of the experience I've got in the past in I guess well-being 
um, understanding well-being, having a health perspective on, on that as well, but also leading well-being initiatives throughout the school and even in my previous school that I work with as well. Yep. Um, you mentioned a process in being a well-being learning leader. Um, how was that process? Was how was that like for you? And was there any challenges? Yeah. Look, you guys understand when you're going for an interview. Yeah. Um, natural. It's natural to feel nervous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And of course. Of course, I felt nervous, but I was confident. I was quietly confident um, that I had the, I guess, the characteristics, um, the knowledge and the understanding to do this role successfully. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, I came in prepared and I came in – I had there was things within our school system that I have been part of implementing with a you know, whole school-wide. So, I had the – yeah, I had the credentials for it as well. Yeah, so um, obviously you are the wellbeing learning leader. Have you noticed any improvements towards students' well-being whilst you were in the role? Yeah, so look, it's I've only been in the role now for eight months, eight to ten months, I should say. But being in the school and working with the school for now for six years, I would say there's definitely been a, an improvement in well-being and definitely it's been correlated with our Youth Resilience Survey data as well was indicated that we have seen an improvement in um, students being ready to learn um, students have definitely feel connected at our school and they have a sense of belonging and I put that off to a lot of the extracurricular activities um, that we have available but also a lot of stuff that our student agency and student voice coordinate as well. So um, with that as well, the attends this year we're trialling a wellbeing check-in data and that data clearly indicates that right now we've seen an upward trend in um, our students' wellbeing and that's there's a lot to consider as well there, as well a sense of belonging, um, having making sure they have a connection at um, someone to talk to at home, making sure they have a role model at school that speaks with as well. So all those things are really important about your well-being. It's not about your, your well-being for learning; it's about your well-being holistically, and that's in all kind of areas of life as well. Um, and moving towards like the teacher aspect of it, um, the CRC Saint Albans conduct teacher well-being on top of uh, student well-being. Yeah, look, to model to model well-being and to teach well-being and to act for well-being, you need to live it. Yeah. All right. And I hope I live that. And I, I'm, I'm thinking my, I'm sure my students see that and I'm sure definitely the staff see that as well. And what we implemented um, last year while we were in lockdown and stuff, we have a staff well-being Friday. So it's something that we always have and we've had, we implemented it last year and every Friday staff get together and we do wellbeing based activities, strategies. Um, it's led by um, people, part of our um, Berry Street implementation team, which is you know, Miss Sini, Mr. Quinn, Mr. Tobin and Miss Alex sit on that as well. And we kind of lead different sessions every Friday. So when you, every Friday, if you, you would have seen us kind of in the hall and we, you might've heard some music or something coming out from there. So we kind of, we're doing either medita- meditation or what we call Lectio Divina, which is prayerful spiritual meditation. Sometimes we might do kind of passive um, activities, but we also do active well-being activities as well where um, in the hall we might do kind of something fun and engage in a kind of different way. So just like we, we do with our students, we try and engage them and expose them to different well-being strategies. We do the same thing with our staff. And then the idea there is that then that then kind of snowballs down into our classrooms as well. It's very interesting. I never knew that the teachers did that. Mm. And um, just on that, what would you say would be the peak of well-being for students and teachers? What would you like to see and envision? Do you know what? It, our, so it's called Horizons, Horizons of Hope is our, the Melbourne Archdiocese kind of book that governs well-being. Yep. And in there, it's quite um, simple. It talks about ensuring that 
we're in a school community or we're in a societal community where everyone can thrive and flourish. Yeah. Now, what does that look like? What does thrive, someone thriving and flourishing means? It means people living their full potential, living to their full life. Now, of course, we're going to have um, ups and downs. You know, we're going to have challenges along the way and that's part of life, but it's just having that resilience to kind of bounce back and move forward and learn from those kind of situations as well. So to strive and flourish, um, it's my hope, my dream, I guess, and our vision as a school community that all our students can reach their full potential before they take that step and move on to year 11 and 12. And we hope that we provide them with the skills, um, interventions and strategies that's going to help them kind of achieve that as well. Yeah. Now, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to CRC Live on Brimbank Live, live from CRC St. Albans in Melbourne, Australia. My name is Andy and our co-hosts today are Sammy, Hong Kwan and Kaylin. And our guests we have here with us today is Dale Marshall, your well-being for learning leader. Um, I would just like to ask, um, what do you believe is the most rewarding thing about working here? I love a multicultural and diverse community here. Um, yeah. I've worked in um, a, a couple of other school communities in the past. And as, as I said, I've, for 19 years, my sixth year here, and I love the diversity. I love the inclusiveness. I love the celebration of culture. And, you know, I did speak about uh, before that I feel I'm connected to the school community, um, being a past student, and I, I would have had opportunities to come and work here before and, and consider it, but I kind of waited to a time where I think I was ready to come back into my school community um, as a student, and then hopefully I can kind of maybe make a difference as a, as a teacher and a leader as well. So, Of course. There you go. Now, mental health is one of the most prominent rising issues in Australia. What would you, what would you say is are the most common factors of causing mental health issues in CRC? Look, I think there's that balance of um, feeling anxious, anxiety. Um, now, we all, we all have that feeling of anxiousness. You know, Before coming in and speaking with you guys today, I'm a little bit, it's the unknown. Like I'm not sure what's going on. So you feel a little bit anxious, but I've got the strategies and I'm sure we try and, we try and develop those strategies where it might be kind of some belly breathing, some kind of just thoughtful and just bring yourself back into, I guess, being present-centered and grounded in that situation. I would say that would be the probably number one that I've experienced and that I'm seeing and that I'm feeling um, coming back from students but also in conversations with some staff. And that's why we try and make sure that our partial care curriculum um, delivers strategies that's going to help our students in that situation the other one that comes to mind we talk about um, depression and i don't think depression is our number one but i think there's a increase in students um kind of maybe having a depressed state of mind um, and that doesn't mean they're depressed okay so it's not they're not medically um, diagnosed as having depression but there's been a creep in there, especially the last two years things have been a little bit challenging and I know that students are reluctant in ways to have that social interaction. And you now you guys sitting here as a, a part of our or representatives of our school um, council, you guys are developing these skills and you know and really kind of working hard on that. But there's a there's a lot of other students out there that are a little bit reluctant and not as confident as you guys to kind of take those steps. So my hope is that they can continue to do that because that's that's probably an area that we're really concerned about, and we want to make sure that we can help our students along the way. Hmm. So what advice would you give to these students to encourage them to go and make these proactive choices? Extracurricular activities. I think you need to put yourself out there. You need to be involved in extracurricular activities. If I went amongst you guys right now and I said to you guys, 
what extracurricular activities or how many are you involved in at the school currently? What would you say? Let's go. Um, around three or four. I think, uh, yeah, around three. Two. At this school or in general? Just at this school. At this school, two, maybe three? Yeah. That doesn't surprise me, and I'm aware of that too. So you guys involved a lot of extra activities. So therefore, you're really developing that social interaction and connection, which also builds a sense of community and a sense of belonging in your school community. I would hope, okay, and this is something that I'm going to really push hard with the team next year, is that every single student within our school community, so if we're, we've got just under 500 students, so every single member of our school community that's a student has – is involved in at least one extracurricular activities, which is possible because we, we offer a lot more kind of range of activities and a variety than most schools. And I would hope that every single student will be involved in at least one. So um, as you know, we are going into VCE next year. Um, what part do parents play in supporting young students in VCE, going into VCE? And what advice would you like to give to these parents? It takes a village. I'm sure you've heard this already, but it takes a village to raise a child or it takes a village to raise a family. And I, I think that's that's true. And I think it's really important that families understand that um, they're the most important people in the development and education of their child. Of okay, we're, a, we're the school community and we're working with the family to develop that young person. So understanding that it takes a real kind of effort of everyone working together. Um, my advice be the parents um, – Make sure you, you listen. There's going to be times where your adolescent um, young people come home and may not want to talk, um, and that's fine. Uh, we get that. But at the same time, give them their space, and when they're ready, um, just build that kind of really trusting support network, um, that open dialogue. Make sure that it's there. It's an open, so it's an open door, um, and you're really encouraging that conversation. But at the same time, if they're not ready to talk, just respect. It's not because um, you've done anything wrong. Sometimes they just need some time to kind of – stop and think about it themselves before they come and have a chat to you. So um, parents play probably the biggest role in this whole um, aspect of raising a young person. And as a school community, we're there to support them as well. Yep. Thanks. Mm. Now next year, all us year tens will be going to CRC Sydney, where there'll be many other students from any other campuses as well that we don't know. What would you say, so how would you say a student would be how would you say a student could thrive, to, could thrive in that environment? Okay. So are you asking about transitioning into VCE? How um, what you, is some yeah. advice? Yeah. All right. I think I'll come back to here. So we're, we're all part of the federation, okay, which is a beautiful thing. But at the same time, you're going from a school of 500 and you're going to a school that's got 1,500 plus. All right, and some of the some of our other sister junior campuses um, have bigger numbers than that. So therefore, I guess I would be saying to you, but also everyone out there from the federation, get involved in extracurricular activities. Hmm. All right, I understand VC, and for some reason, people think when you get to VC, it's just all about studying. You're not going to succeed. You're not going to flourish. You're not going to thrive. Okay, in that school system, if you're not feeling connected to the school. Okay, so get involved. You know, put yourself out there and there's definitely CRC Sydney have a, kind of a lot of kind of activities as well. So find your niche, find your group, find your clique and um, I guess get involved with them, start the conversations. Um, I'm not saying walk up to the first person and say, will you be my friend? You know, that's something kids do when they're kind of um, in that kind of five and under kind of age group. Yeah, okay, yeah. don't have those social skills, but use your social skills, um, you know, be – and put yourself out there to kind of interact with people, but do that in a nice controlled way through an extracurricular activity. Yeah. So we talked about um, actually being at Sydney, but 
Um, the transition, um, what would you say to students who are a bit anxious about the transition and what they should do and just advice on like what they should do now just so they can prepare? Yeah, so the idea behind the school, the school try and expose, I guess, students to opportunities to try and get down to CRC them. So I, I hope that students that are transitioning whether you're in that kind of moment now or you're looking to transition in the future into um, VCE, that whenever the, they have expo nights, um, celebration nights, that you're going over and you if, even if every, every time you're there, you're just feeling slowly connected with the school community. But if you leave it to the last day and you, the, the first time you're seeing that school community is the first day you're at that school, that's, that's going to be daunting for anyone. Yeah. And I know as a school system, we kind of work, and as a federation, we work when trying to, transitioning students then exposing you guys to CRC them really slowly so I think that's really important but you're people still going to feel anxious I say prepare and prepare well mm. you know if you're well prepared okay there's going to be less chances that you're going to feel a little bit um, more anxious than usual so everyone will feel anxious everyone walking through that door on the first day when you have your orientation kind of that, in the, you know week I think it's week nine everyone every single student will be feeling that as well but the more prepared you are, it makes it a little bit easier because there's less chances for any error occurring. Yeah. yeah so, um, yeah, you are the captain of the Western Saints Super Rules team. I just want to know how's the leadership, being a captain for that team, helped you in this role as the um, role being leader. There you go, Sammy. It's nice knowing um, and connecting. So I am actively involved in the, in our local community as well, um, and live locally as well. So, look. I've done numerous kind of um, leadership roles in football and, and on other sports as well outside of this. And I think they've all helped me to become a leader, but more importantly, understanding that as a captain or as a leader with any, any at any kind of level or any, any kind of fraternity or, or organization, it always comes back to understanding and listening. So it doesn't matter um, what kind of, um, what kind of role you have, the most important thing is that you need to understand the people you're working with and you need to listen to the people you're working with. And you have to have to almost have this characteristic of intuitive nature where you can kind of feel and sense, okay, what the people are saying or what the group's kind of feeling. And then you've got to actively kind of make that change. Okay. And understanding that as a captain or leader, you're not alone. All right, no way. So making sure that you're drawing on the other people and you're talking with people, you're talking with coaches, you're talking with other players that are part of the leadership team and you're making sure that any decision that you make, that it's a collective efficacy. So it means everyone working together and making sure that we have the same kind of goal and vision in place. So yeah, so listen, understand and teamwork and collaborate. Yeah, so um, if there's one piece, this is going to go into a little bit of football here. So if you could give one <laughs> or any sport in general, if there's one piece of advice you could give to any um. Up, up and coming captains or leaders, what would you give them? Yeah, look, I, I think now a, a captain of any team is people don't kind of put their hand up and say, I want to be a captain. It's something that's either selected by your peers or selected by the coaching staff that you're working with. And I think it's, look, captain, being a, being a leader in sport, it's something that's found me. I didn't go, go looking for it. I didn't play a sport because I wanted to be a captain. Um, I played that sport and I just did the best I could. So I worked hard. I did, I did everything that the coach required or what the team required and I did it to my best. Now, Sammy, I'm not the best footballer in my team, um, but I can tell you now that I probably train one the hardest. I, I would happily say that my, my peers would say that 
know, Dale Marshall trains probably one of the hardest trainers that I've trained with. And I, I hope they say that. And I think that's what it's about. So lead by example and just do your best. Of course. Now that's all the time we have for today. Thank you, Dale Marshall, CRC's well-being, well-being for learning leader. Pleasure talking to, we had a pleasure talking to you today and thank you for coming. Thanks, guys. I really appreciate that. And um, I'm looking forward to um, seeing where you guys have some other conversations with other people around this as well. Thank you. This is live from CRC Sailbins in Melbourne, Australia. You have been listening to CRC Live on Brimbank Live. My name is Andy and my co-hosts today were Sammy, Hong Kong and Kaylin. Thank you for joining us today and we hope you have found the information well useful. Next to, until next time, have a great day. Thank <laughs> you.